Friendless is presented by the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. My babies, what is up? Welcome back to Friendless, the show about losing all your Facebook friends one hour at a time. As always, I am your host, James Avramenko. This week, I have another friend from my deep, dark, high school past, Andrea Campbell. Uh, Andrea and I talk about all kinds of fun stuff, the wild world of marketing, the need for transparency in corporate behavior and leadership, emotional intimacy with friends, and the 11 satanic rules of the earth. Ooh. It was uh, an absolute blast chatting with Andrea. And you know what? I think you're going to have an absolute blast listening to it. So that's it for me. Without further ado, let's just jump right into my interview with Andrea Campbell here on Friendless. It's so bizarre. Uh, it's I, I got to say, it's one of the weirdest experiences that I've I've especially been diving into recently is reconnecting with high school connections because I find them to be surprisingly vivid still in my mind and yet so far away. Um, and I and I don't realize it until we get talking and we're like, oh yeah, that was like you know like two thousand three, two thousand four, <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, that was. That was 16 years ago. Oh, um, yeah. We, we old. We, we old. We old. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, and shockingly so, too. Like, I, I oh, yeah. do you do you have that experience where you're sort of like, are, are you just perpetually 25 in your body and in your mind? And yet then you're like sciatica kind of kicks in and you're like, oh, wait. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm hoping I have I'm hoping I feel 25 in my body for the next 30 years. That's that's <laughs> really the dream. But <laughs> no, it's. It's it's wild and and my whole thing is like, and I don't ask me why, but like, I'm really upset about the fact that like if I die right now, in some sort of dramatic fashion, the newspaper article is not going to say like young woman hit by bus. It's just going <laughs> to say woman. Yep. Woman of average age. Yeah. Well, and especially, I mean, I right now look like a caveman, so they'll be like indeterminate old man, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, if if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go before I'm like 70, then like I want, it, it's got to it's got to be tragic. So yep. it's got to say young woman, and I am I'm out of the tragedy zone. Yep, yep. I, I you know I've been thinking about how, it's so funny that you remind me of this because I was I was uh, oddly thinking about this uh, a little while back about how you know, when I was in my like late teens, early 20s, and and I would be in the shower, I would be. <laughs> practicing my Where is well, this going <laughs> yeah, yeah. i would be practicing my like my like thank you speeches you know if with like yeah, if i obviously. was like okay so Naturally. when i win a grammy this is going to be my thank you speech for this and when i win an oscar this is going to be my thank you and i'd practice that and now in my early 30s i think about my obituary and i think about like what nice things people will say and i realize how surface it'll have to be because there'll be so little to put in (laughs) also your like obituary is your like lifetime award acceptance speech (laughs) you'll be like that is james james self-published two ebooks of middling to low quality poetry and 
desperately tried to host a podcast to very <laughs> lukewarm success. He's remembered by a very disappointed wife. <laughs> I was, I, this is super random, but I was talking to a friend of mine who's about to have her first baby and she was just kind of talking about like the all the pressures in regards to like breastfeeding or formula feeding or whatever and I was like staff listen I was formula fed and look at me look at me and then I thought about it objectively and I was like I'm basically homeless jobless like <laughs> it could that like you really you really uh walk the razor's edge when you say something like look at me as an example of something because <laughs> you, you could really fall on both sides of that blade like you know what i think you should go all organic breast milk for the rest of its life mm -hmm. don't do what i did <laughs> it should just be all they eat for their entire they should never eat anything but breast milk <laughs> yeah yeah please don't don't follow my path <laughs> fuck so andrea holy shit it has lynn it has been legitimately 15 years since we saw each other that's so crazy. It's fucked up. And I and I and it's and it and it's one of those weird experiences uh that I'm that I'm constantly trying to sort of process of like I have a vague like a vague image of your life because of Facebook. Um mm -hmm. it's probably completely wrong and it's probably completely fictional because that's what Facebook is. But mm -hmm. I have those weird feelings of like, oh, yeah, she's doing this and she's doing good. And I totally know. And and yet, like, we haven't actually directly said words to each other since 2005. Yeah, so, that is shocking. Right? When you put it that way. <laughs> so how's life? You know what? Life, uh, life, life, is, life is actually pretty good. Life is... Um... It's definitely in a different place mm -hmm. than I would have expected mm -hmm. for like this age, but life is really good. <laughs> and now you're set up in you're in Calgary, right? Yeah. And and yeah. uh and now but you didn't study in Calgary. You you went off did you you went out east? Yeah, I went to Miguel, so I was in Montreal for six years. Hell yeah. And then came back, started doing the work thing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, just dove real deep down that rabbit hole until I wasn't seeing daylight anymore. Oh, sure. <laughs> so that, you know, that that catches us up from like 2014 to 2020. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, uh, life, what life is good. Of, like what kind of industry are you getting into? Because I, I know like in, in Calgary, it's so easy to have these sort of like ephemeral business jobs, you know, mm -hmm. that just sort of like blend into the like the glass kingdom of plus 15s and like odd cafeterias that come out of nowhere. You know, I'm, I'm, I mean, like in a way I kind of consider myself lucky because I've never done the downtown right on. job life, which is not that there's anything wrong with it, but it just, uh, I don't know that I would thrive. Um, so I oh, work there's in. There's lots wrong with it. It's fine. You don't want your business fans to yeah. be offended. Oh, whatever. Um, They're not listening. No, no, no business fan is listening to a, <laughs> Facebook podcast. <laughs> uh, sorry, <clears throat> this is marketing your business on Facebook. Mm -hmm. This is uh, this is uh, social media in a digital age. It's fine, but yeah, no, I am. Um, so yeah, I work in marketing and, and PR, but I've been really lucky to do it in a, in a ton of super random industries. Gotcha. Some of them very Alberta esque, like I've worked in agriculture and stuff, and mm -hmm. now I um, I do a lot for. Um, 
energy providers. And when I say energy, I mean like electricity versus gotcha. like oil and gas. Yeah. So doing a lot of just creative concepting and brand work and PR work and kind of just everything under that general speaking to your audience umbrella. That's fascinating. So it's pretty fun. Yeah, I've got to do some cool things. That that you know, it's it's such an it's funny how when you say you know you say energy in Alberta and you're really you again you're kind of walking a tightrope because you could be talking about a few things and same thing with <laughs> marketing where it's like there's actually some really really fascinating branches and then there's some very very cynical, um, you know, not so cool branches, but. Um... <laughs> Oh, I have days. Some, I mean, for the most part, I like because of my my background is in on the PR side. So, mm-hmm. any kind of marketing work that I do, I try to base it off of like if this is the values of your audience, then right. like you can't just say those are your values. Like you actually have to live that experience, and then yeah. that's what we're going to communicate. It's like, hey, this isn't. We don't just say this is important to us. We're actually going to act like it is, and then communicate that. That is something that is really um, – uh, I'd actually really love to hear your perspective on this. Uh, like I'd like you to expand a little bit more on that because I think that um, something we're seeing – you know, so I work in the sort of miasma of the theater industry and a lot of these companies – and I think it's happening across the board. It's just very – it's very uh, uh, sharp in the theater world is um, a lot of these companies are really being called out for, you know, proclaiming themselves allies or proclaiming themselves mm-hmm. to live a certain type of lifestyle and to encourage a type of lifestyle while rewarding a very different type of life and person and work ethic. And mm-hmm. um, and it's really I, – I think we're at a point now with audiences, um, they're really discerning and they're really um, – What's the word like? Uh, not complex, but they're like they're, they're they're critical thinking. And yeah, I think we're actually. Yeah. I think our audiences are actually a lot more. Um, um, oh God, I'm forgetting. I, like I want to say mature, but that's not the right word for it. <laughs> I saw uh, I saw a meme today that was like, when you, when you can't remember a word, just be like, I can't remember uh, the the English word for it, and then yes. people will think you're bilingual. And that's exactly. Stupid. I don't I don't know the English <laughs> word for it, but it's <laughs> it's very complex it. and it's very mature. Uh, but it's, but it's, you know, I, I don't think we necessarily give enough credit to the discerning eye of the audience. And I think because so much of it is, um, subconscious that we don't even necessarily realize what we're sort of parsing out as we look at things, but we do know that it's a lie, right? Like we can see when something's bullshit, you know? Oh, totally. And I think, um, I think some of that has to do with, you know, who's at the helm of a lot Mm. of companies, right? And especially because having that two-way communication and basically but you, you and like is you have a generational gap right where the people who are the decision makers didn't grow up in an era of, i feel like i'm gonna back myself into a corner here but didn't necessarily experience the two-way communication the way the younger generation has and so there's just kind of a it's a little bit more laid back in terms of like oh no, no like they're just they're just the public like they don't know what we're doing behind closed doors it's fine it's fine um versus you know when you really come of age in the social media era you know you know that's not the case and like we we as consumers know how easy it is for a company to say exact whatever they want they can say whatever they want whenever they want because we can do it as people now yes you know we all have a platform now and we know companies do too so and especially with like this just the saturation of bullshit that's out there Mm -hmm. 
90 percent of the time people just assume it's bullshit <laughs> yeah and, and i think that's the thing too i think the problem is that our baseline for communication is bullshit now and so it's really hard to trust anybody isn't just speaking out of their ass you know um mm -hmm. and i wonder i wonder in the pr game like what what kind of experience are you having trying to convince the public that it isn't bullshit like is it is it possible to to like i guess what i'm driving at is is it possible to trust a brand right now or are the is it everything just fucked i think companies just have to change gear to long term thinking and to i mean i i say this like in boardrooms to them all the time I'm like you you actually have you actually have to be a, a good person yeah like that's that's the difference now and it's a long game so you have to build those proof points again and again and again over time mm. by showing up and doing the right thing so that when you inevitably have a fuck up because it will happen yes people are going to be way more forgiving because they're like okay well you know they did they did do this 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 it's probably a fuck up and then you know you handled it the right way okay great versus yeah like the companies who are just like oh well let's just let's just write a check or let's just mm -hmm. you know get a, a story in the news and i'm and like i don't personally do a lot of like the media relations side i did it super young and like in my career and i was like this is just such shit i'm out <laughs> and also i don't like talking to strangers so yeah. no yeah it but, does feel like um yeah. it, it feels like a lot of the audience you know i think a lot of um the sort of like upper crust and the more disconnected and the you know what it, what it, however different descriptive terms you want to use for them I, the, they, there's a lot of sort of this like fear of being watched and a, and a fear that I, I think there's the sentiment that like everybody's like picking like picking a fight like young people are looking for a fight and i think mm -hmm. i think the reason they're feeling that is because like they kind of are, but mm -hmm. it's because you've been feeding us bullshit for so long that there's just no way to trust us um, or for us to trust you. And I think so, mm -hmm. so much of this is reliant on messaging. And yet like words, I mean, think about it like this way, like verbal communication is only something like 10% of human communication. So your messaging really doesn't count for shit if your behavior which is like the 90 percent of communication demonstrates that you're a piece of shit right like exactly exactly yeah. exactly and i mean i think that you know organizations if they really want to get on a good track and have a good reputation they're, they're just gonna have to be prepared to be in it for the long haul and yeah. slog through a lot of trolls <laughs> and a lot of negativity because you know yeah that first thing you put out well, it kind of is bullshit, but by the time you've, you know, continued down that path, like it's going to, as long as, as long as you're actually like walking the talk, mm. you can get to the other side of it. But a lot of, like a lot of companies just won't pull trig on doing the right thing because sure. they're like, oh, some, someone's going to attack us on the internet. Right. It's like, oh, honey, <laughs> they already are. Yeah. Well, and that's just it. It's like, it, it's going to happen one way or another. You might as well do your best to get through it because the longer yeah. you put it off, it, it's almost like, it's like masks. It's like wearing masks. It's like nobody's like stoked to wear masks nobody's like oh yes finally i get to wear a medical mask in public like <laughs> but it's like if we all did it together we would have to do it less down the road mm -hmm. and it would be done do you just to like briefly go down the mask tangent though Fuck yeah. have you found that like like i've realized how much i rely on like facial expressions to right. communicate with strangers yes 
and it's it's getting awkward out there. It's getting. I real will awkward. say, I I, I will say <laughs> uh, because I I do I rely on it, but I don't I don't like it. So I actually mm. have found quite a comfort in masks because it gives me an excuse to disconnect in a way that I always wish I could have. <laughs> you know. That's yeah, kind of freeing in its solitude. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Also, I just get to practice my smizing, right? You know, I get to just like, I get to booty tooch and squint at everyone. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, although I will, I will say, uh, in a, in a, I will literally contradict myself from two breaths ago. It's kind of cool that we get to like be Mortal Kombat characters in public now. Like, like eight year old oh, yeah. James would be stoked so stoked right you know just like what i get to be sub-zero in public of course you know oh my god if i was if i was like 12 and actually i might i might still lean into this like just given you know fall fashion Mm -hmm. but like i would be out in a cat burglar outfit every day no no that's that's incorrect i'd swap that with like a western train robber here and there but either way i would i would i would live a life of of crime yeah i mean where i don't actually do the crimes i just look like i'm going to i would exactly exactly i was gonna say i would i would commit aesthetic crimes you know although no that's the wrong that's the wrong messaging i mean not looking for the fashion (laughs) (laughs) how do i say this i would look good i would look like i'm committing crime but but i'm not (laughs) i would i'd live a whole fantasy life Mm mm-hmm It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be fantastic. I mean, I'm not against doing it now. This is also, I think, probably something that maybe non-theater kids don't do. Right. Think of all the ways they can dress up. Right. <clears throat> and I guess that is kind of <laughs> one of the big pushbacks from sort of like normie culture is like not understanding the joys of like just throwing on a bib and being like, ooh, how to do? And then like <laughs> just going on with your day and just being like, well, I got that out of my system, you know? <laughs> Yeah, we we need more bibs in our lives. (laughs) Bibs, wigs, hats, sunglasses, disguises in general. Right? I just you know it's I, I, I. So I'm in a I'm in a place in my life where I'm actually kind of transitioning away from theater. I I find I find this sort of like the business element of it and the sort of inner workings of you know boards and grants and and all those kind of elements of it to be really um alienating Mm. and toxic and very very corrupt so i'm actually moving away from it uh in my personal life and yet i still really i I just can't understand people who go through their entire lives not like doing silly voices while they're cooking breakfast or like not just belting out show tunes in the car or or any of those little things that like yeah. the like like the sort of ingrained theater kids end up doing it's so natural and 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 i'm like oh you just well, like you just go through your life like just like keeping that in <laughs> that's I mean, like a like i do it i mean i do it on my own but like there is nothing like the the joy of entertaining people like when yep. you're an idiot and people around you are like actually cracking up yep it's there's nothing like that yep. it's so it's thrilling it's the highest of highs so i'm like i'll, I'll keep going all day you want yeah. that box on my head? it's on my head it's fine did i just fall off the counter yeah i sure did it's all part of it <laughs> <laughs> and it is this thing of like people are so it, it's it's very bizarre in that like uh, i know for me i sort of came to it as like i mean it was definitely you know third child syndrome and wanting some validation and wanting some attention that i wasn't getting from my parents and all those kinds of things mm. but then it's also like it's like a form of vulnerability that people are really afraid to indulge in of like 
like when you you know when you when you look dumb you know when you do something that Mm -hmm. looks dumb and and people are like oh i couldn't do that because then i'd look dumb but it's like who cares like who i'm not dead i'm not i'm not i'm not in danger like the people who look dumb yeah like Like, I think, you know, when I like hang out with, with friends or like, you know, even just like the other week we were golfing and I was like a terrible golfer, but my friends were like, no, no, no. Like we bring, we bring you cause you're entertaining. And I'm like, yes. guys, that means so much. To it me. does. It really does. <laughs> I, I like, like what an incredible compliment to be like the clown of the group. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and it's like it's funny because like i think <clears throat> i mean i i kind of had like the opposite experience you were like i'm the oldest child mm. so i went through the first whatever you know actually a lot of years being more of that like trying to fit that like type a mold with this right. you know idiot on the inside just trying to like break free and i think <laughs> that's why you know like i loved the theater stuff and the drama stuff because I was like, okay, like that's where I can be most like myself. And yeah. now as an adult, like fuck that. Yeah. Like I know, oh, professional workplace. I don't, what is professionalism? It's right. fine. You want to dance on the desk? Let's do this. Fuck yeah. And it's so wonderful. I think like I've, I'm at a, maybe I guess everyone kind of, you know, you get to this age and you're like, ah, oh, like I feel like I'm more myself than ever. But like that's why, because I mm. give no fucks anymore about not being that person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my god, there are so many wasted opportunities. These days, how would you define what friendship means in sort of to you and to sort of modern society? <laughs> Which is such a weird. I kind of hate using that terminology. I hate, I hate being like in today's modern age because it's Ooh. 2020. Like, <laughs> No, but what's what's really interesting because I was I you know I was, I was thinking about that and you know I was like oh, I don't like, I don't know that I have necessarily a clear definition but what I do know is that it's a, it's a really interesting time to be asked that mm. because with you know the current landscape and and COVID and blah 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 and the ways that you had to change how you engage with people yeah. I have reconnected and grown closer with so many people in my life like as a result of the past you know, six, seven months. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's interesting to be asked that because I think for me, well, friendship's a few things like friendship is, cause it comes in so many shapes and forms. Totally. And I think what's also with, I'm all over the place here. No, it's great. I think what's like changed for me prior to like, when I look at how I would define a friend prior to even the last few years mm-hmm. is that person would have to like check a lot of boxes mm. and they'd have to, like, you know, I'd want them to, you know, have a certain dynamic and support me in the following ways and be this and be that and blah, blah, blah. And, and that has totally gone out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas now, like, I, you know, as a collective, I feel like all of my friends, like, they're, they're all so different. And I know who, you know, I know who to go to when I need tough love. I know who to go to when I want to, like, laugh until I cry. I want, you know, and so... I don't think there's one clear definition of what a friend is other than I think friends are the people who will put their, put their phones down. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I understand that completely. Yeah. I think that's the consistency. Like that's the piece. It's like, it's the people who will 
whatever your conversation looks like, whatever your dynamic looks like, whether it's serious, whether it's hilarious, whether you're traveling, whether you just like need to have a, a quick one-on-one, they're the people who are like, will give you their full attention and you'll give them yours. Mm, that's a great way of putting it. I, I really like that. The idea of like putting the phone down is such a nice, like, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> which, which makes me feel like such a bad friend. But no, I was gonna say, I it just this does to be clear, this does not like, mean I'm nailing it. Maybe I, I have no friend. Everyone's friend. like, everyone's like, yeah, Andrea, like we're trying to be friends with you. And, uh, <clears throat> we're all over here. Meanwhile, you're sitting there being like, hold on, hold on, just let me just one more. Uh, okay, I'm good. Do you think? that because okay a lot of people will refer to their significant other or their partner as their best friend mm. do you think that's possible or do you think those are two different things oh yeah i think it's absolutely possible but i also don't know if it's necessarily healthy um i i i mean <laughs> which is funny because in the next breath i'm about to say i do think my wife is my best friend um <laughs> we're also in a place though where um we are so isolated and and i'm gonna need you to be everything right now okay? yeah you know and and like and i'm like i'm so grateful that i i i have her and i'm so grateful that we can be partners um on so many levels and yet i do i do think that it is still really important to have someone else that each person can kind of go to and not as like a, a place to go be a, a vent, a, a, you know, the one place you get to go shit talk your wife or whatever, you know, but, but I do think that, um, I do think that it's really healthy to have intimate relation, like not, not physically intimate necessarily, but like, oh my my. Endless, I mean, I mean, look, if y'all are cool, that that's cool, you but I'm just, we're, cool, we don't, yeah. we don't play that game, <laughs> you know, but, um, but like, but like, I think, I think emotional intimacy and and then like other forms, you know, spiritual intimacy, if that's what you need or, you know, those those types of things. I think yeah. it's really important to have outlets outside of your marriage. Um, um, it's actually something that I, I explore a lot in my in m m a lot of my art and, and have really driven for a long time is like I think um, I think men really need emotional intimacy partners that aren't mm -hmm. their wife. Um uh, I think they need other men who they can be really deeply vulnerable and emotional yeah, with. That sounding and, board and that yeah. perspective where you and know the there's there's a thing there's a thing that I have brought up to a lot of my like my you know masculine friends that they all have sort of had the same resounding feeling, but none of them have ever been able to express is like like straight men are fucking weird. Okay, like like straight Fact. men are are so <laughs> repressed and so nervous about the dumbest things you know like like it's that whole thing of like you know men are scared women will embarrass them women are scared men will kill them you know like it's like like the things that men are nervous about are so dumb and and yet they're not even able to express that to each other um, and so I've often acted as a little bit of like a sounding board for a lot of my, my male friends. And, and there's this thing that always comes out where I'm a big believer in, in skin on skin. 
because mm-hmm. it's so important to 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 touch, right? Like, you know, babies mm-hmm. will literally die in the crib if you don't touch them. So so I tried like like how is that different for adults? Why does that change? Like men, you know, people need to be touched, right? And so I'll mm-hmm. I'll sort of initiate not in weird, not in like I'm gonna start rubbing something. Like, listen, bro, right? take your shirt off. Tarps <laughs> off. Let me just this rub those buttery nipples. <laughs> But just like, but like, but like, I think, I think touch is so interrelated with vulnerability, which is so interrelated mm-hmm. with, with, with health that I, I try really hard to encourage my friends to, to touch and to, you know, and like, if they need to, you know, hold hands and if they need to, like, and, and often they'll feel this like almost like ecstatic excitement over it. Right. And the, mm-hmm. and then suddenly they're feeling this like flood of like, holy shit, that's the thing I've been f- holding back, you know? And 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 that's something that you're never actually i don't know if i would i should say you're you're never going to get with your like married partner but it's a different type of intimacy it's a, it's a thing it's, that's not it's possible it's totally it. different yeah. i think it's also um it's also a different type of of safety yes. right like you know with your friends like like it, it's a, it's a different type of unconditional as well exactly. whereas like the interactions you have in your marriage sometimes i feel like your marriage or your relationship or your whatever you know whatever people are doing these days um <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want to call it um listen i read the first two chapters of sex at dawn so i'm obviously polyamorous <laughs> now and totally understand how that works <laughs> you know so when you're out there with you know with all your sister wives and such there's still i kind of feel like there's the weight of having a successful relationship uh-huh. versus when you're with your friends that's not there like yep they're your friends. It, unless you like massively fuck up, like they're your friends. Yep. So you can be safe. You can be vulnerable. And I mean, hopefully, I mean, I, I don't want to be like, oh yeah, like all relationships, you're always where the relationship's going to end. Cause that's not healthy. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I think it's just different, right? It's just a totally different type of security. I understand that weight too, though, because I, I am somebody who, I mean, look, I write poetry. I ruminate on the end of things a lot, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like, but I think it's healthy to understand. You are writing your obituaries. So yeah, right. That. Exactly. I mean, I do think, I do think it's healthy to accept that things end though. You know, like, I don't think we need to worry necessarily about that. I think, it, I think if, if more of us accepted that things do end and that's okay, we'd have a lot less anxiety in our lives because so much of, of, of my fear comes from when this thing ends, I'm fucked, <laughs> you know, whatever that thing may be, you know? And it's like, yeah. no, like everything ends. That's what happens. You die, that's computers that's break, jobs, it's contracts so finish, whatever. Cool. <laughs> it's true though, right? Well, and even like um, a friend of mine said, you know, recently to me, and I know that like she – she had heard it on, I think, one of like Dax Shepard's podcasts or something like that. But it was it was a really good point. It was kind of what I needed to hear at the at the at the time. And she was like, you know, just because a relationship ends does not make it an unsuccessful relationship. Bingo. And yep. I was like, oh. It's not a failure for something to end by any means. It's 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 what happens. Every everything mm-hmm. ends at some point, you know, and, and we might not we might not like that thought, but everything ends so there's literally no like if we're going to quantify it like that then there is no winning yeah well that's just it like what like what if you if you die then your life was a failure like exactly well okay what's the point then <laughs> exactly right so it's good it's but good. yeah and i was like great it's so true like you know we immediately discount all the like great things that happen in a relationship mm-hmm. just because we're like well it didn't it didn't work out thus those things weren't as real as i thought they were it's like no 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 
that was all that was all legit. That was all mm-hmm. incredibly real and incredibly positive. Yep. And now it's over. And now on to the next thing, you know? And then on to the next thing and the next thing. It. And the next thing. And then you die. And then somebody else goes on to the next thing. And then you die. And then your funerals are very busy because all of the next things. Exactly. Exactly. But you'll never know. It won't matter because you'll be dead. (laughs) (laughs) Wellness, however you define it, is achievable. You don't even need to figure it all out yourself. Talk to Conexus. They'll give you guidance, motivation, and the push you need to reach your goals. They've got you. They're your financial partner, and they know you can achieve your very best, your financial best. Prove them right. Start right at Conexus Credit Union. What was the last embarrassing thing you Googled? (laughs) Oh my God, let's find out. Let me pull up my Google (laughs) bar because I'm somebody who will, I will straight up, um, like I will Google questions all the time like i'll just be like yeah what's the this with that thing you know and uh um, i'm so excited right now <laughs> oh my god what is my last google let's see does it show me oh last can you go days. can you google how to see your google history <laughs> <laughs> now that's embarrassing <laughs> um oh here we go Okay, so the last I, – I I don't even consider this embarrassing so much, but um, the last big Google deep dive I had was the uh, the, the tenets of uh, the Church of Satan. <laughs> and um, and – because uh, it's really interesting because there's the – there's... It, it is. It's so different than what people think it is. Exactly. Exactly. And I – so I, I was having a conversation with uh, a friend of mine. He was writing a um, – a letter of recommendation for me for a grant. And he, he mentioned one of the 11 satanic rules and, and he paraphrased it saying uh, essentially what it is, is uh, you can't complain about something you've chosen. We were talking about um, Hmm. a lot of, a lot of the, the, the sort of dialogue and the conversation in the art world right now is about, you know, representation and, and um, money and who gets paid for what and 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 lots of really really valid arguments and and lots of really mm-hmm. valid pushback. Um, at the same time, too, what this guy was saying was at the very base of it, we have to accept that we all chose this life. Nobody put a gun to our head and said you have to be a poet for the rest of your life. Like nobody, mm-hmm. nobody's making us live in the arts. So. There is this element of it that's like, this is the life you chose. Canadians don't like art. They, they just don't. We don't have a culture that celebrates or appreciates art. So mm-hmm. you don't get to be frustrated when you chose a life of art that is then not celebrated and supported by Canadians because it's just never going to happen. Um, but then out of that conversation, I got... Uh, once more because i've 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 definitely i've read about it in the past and i've always kind of jokingly called myself a satanist but then i was like i really want to like know a little more so i i googled Am I? right and, <laughs> and i was reading them and like the 11 rules the 11 satanic rules and then like the nine what are they called like the nine affirmations or whatever the nine satanic statements i was like fuck yeah absolutely i'm this a fucking satanist this next, rules yeah, my next <laughs> google search right it's great but oh, uh I like this. Yeah, 
Do you want to hear them? Shall I read the 11 yeah. satanic rules? I think I think everybody would. So like these are really point. good. Everyone's in here like I think I might be one too. All right. Well, so these are these are the 11 satanic rules of earth. These are what you should live by. Uh, number one, do not give opinions or advice unless you are asked. Uh, two, okay, do not solid. tell. Right. Number two, do not tell your troubles to others unless you are sure they want to hear them. Good oh advice. God. Number three, Seriously. when in another's lair, show him respect or do not go there. <laughs> okay, that one. Right. That one up. Just respect okay. somebody's lair, man. Take um, the damn shoes off. Right. If a guest in your lair annoys you, treat <laughs> treat him cruelly and without mercy. <laughs> so good. Number five, and this is an important one. This is an important one. Do not make sexual advances unless you are given the mating signal. <laughs> God, these are good. Number six, do not take wait, that which wait, does not belong signal? to you. What? <laughs> what's the signal i think you have to i think you have to settle on i think you have to agree what the mating signal is but uh but but you can't go until signal. you get the signal <laughs> number six did not take that which does not belong to you unless it is a burden to the other person and he cries out to be relieved it's a good one i like that one right okay leave it yeah. be unless they need help uh yeah. number seven Acknowledge the power of magic if you have employed it successfully to obtain your desires. If you deny the power of magic after having called upon it with success, you will lose all you have obtained. <laughs> A little bit more esoteric for my liking, but you know what? It's cool. It's cool. You know, if you're using magic, be grateful. <laughs> right? give, give credit where credit is due. Bingo. Okay? Give credit where credit's due. can't just be like, due. guys, I did this myself. If you got a little help, be it from, you know... A friend or um, Satan. your local poltergeist. It's fine. <laughs> this is the one he was talking about. This is number eight. Do not complain about anything to which you need not subject yourself. And I think that is such an important one where it's like, look, really? if you don't have to go through it, don't. And if you and if you don't need to or if you if you don't need to go through it and you choose to, you kind of don't get to complain, <laughs> you know, like because you chose I it. I mean, but it's so easy to forget. Right? Oh, of because course. Even if you chose something, it's like, oh well, but like, it would be great, but but this or this person yep. or this thing, and it's like, oh well, you're here, so. Tough titties. Uh, number nine, an important <laughs> and a really quick one: do not harm little children. That's nice. Always good, yeah. right? Uh, number ten, I like that. doing better than other religions. I, I love good. when I love when all these crazy alt right and QAnon people are like, the Satanists want to harm children. They're the pedophiles, and then the Satanists are like. <laughs> We literally have a rule that says don't hurt kids. You yeah, don't have worse. that in the Catholic Church, I'll tell you that much. No, you're busy trying to, like, not steal your neighbor's donkey. <laughs> I just want that donkey so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10. We're so close to dead. These are really fun. I like these. No, I, I never want this to end. Do not kill non-human animals unless you are attacked or for your food. <laughs> I also like that. I also like that. Let's right? Be. Don't hurt the animals, man. You know? Oh and this God. is the last one. And this one's so good. I love this one. When walking in open territory, bother no one. If someone bothers you, ask him to stop. If he does not stop, destroy him. 
I feel like they're all really good, but there's just like this this subtle undertone of like volatility. <laughs> it's all great, but if it's not great, fuck their shit up. Yep. It's, I love that. Show him no mercy. <laughs> Act with cruelty. It's oh, so sorry, good. I thought we were being nice and no, we're not being nice. Okay. Right. I, I, I do. I mean, I can't help but appreciate the idea of like, just be as good, a, like not about good, like just be as unharmful a person as possible. Like just do no harm unless you gotta. All right. We have one last thing we got to do before we say goodbye. So I'm pulling up your yes. Facebook and, uh, and I'm going to here we go, Andrea Campbell. Oh, the moment's here. <laughs> we are no longer Facebook friends. I'm over here. I'm like, add James on Instagram. Right. I was gonna say, <laughs> what's your Instagram? But <laughs> actually, it's literally. It's. I mean, I say it almost every episode, but it really is the like running joke of the show where it's like, I will literally unfriend someone and then open Instagram and I will add them. <laughs> And it's like, I call it pissing in the wind, right? It's like peeing. It's like it's like pissing into <laughs> a hurricane. You. you know, like nothing's oh, changed. <laughs> the platform has evolved slightly because there's there's too many Karens on Facebook. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm just waiting. That's the thing is that it's like I, you know, my mom, as far as I know, isn't on Instagram. So so although she. Probably oh my is. god, my mom, my okay. So it's just like a brief little little anecdote here. Please. I get I get an ad one day and I'm like and I'm like oh, that's wow like that's my mom's name it's like Linda Dot Campbell seven six four five me nine zero one two and I'm like oh my god the bots are getting really smart like oh no <laughs> so it's like bully my mom and I'm like oh mom no she <laughs> bought an ad no oh, she like oops sorry I was barking oh, that's, no, that's fine um, <laughs> Yeah, no. What uh, she just she accepted the um, the suggested username, oh. which has about eighteen extra. Like she looks like one of the sex bots. <laughs> you know, I I'm not gonna lie. I like I always feel complimented when I get a bot because I'm like, ah, you like you 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 were thinking of me. You thought you could scam me. That's so nice. <laughs> You know, sometimes I sometimes I accept the follow and I let them send me a little heart and I'm like that's all I needed in my day. <laughs> you gotta get it from somewhere. Have you ever been able to figure out if it's like is it like a straight up bot or is it just like a phishing account? Like is it like like um, is there someone there or would, is it purely like, like to, text bot? You know what? I would like to think there's a human there. I, I would hope like so. to think that, for example. <clears throat> Megan Athenitia New three six two zero one. I'm looking at an actual one right now. That when she sent me a heart this morning, <laughs> and then when she said looking for a perfect match, wink, please click. That she kind of thinks that maybe fate brought us together. Aww. But oh, Megan, Megan is like. I hope Megan's happy. Together might be my number one. And part <laughs> of me wants to just like text her back and be like, "Hey, girl, like, how's it going? Do you think oh we make this work?" <laughs> I did once. This is sorry. This is gonna be the never-ending episode. I love it. You know those CRA people, or not? No, sorry, the fake CRA people. The like, 
the phone crime ring people who call you and tell you that you're going to be arrested because you didn't pay your taxes. Yes, they're like the cops are on their way and we know where yes. you live. Yeah, yeah. So one day I was I was feeling like a spicy little squirrel. And I, I was like, he's, he's sitting there and he's like, ma'am, ma'am, like I'm I'm going to. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need your social security. And I'm like, uh huh, uh huh. Uh, you, you don't, you don't have it. He's like, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna need your phone number. I'm like, but, but you, uh, you, you called me. You come in. I was like, sir, sir, are you flirting with me? <laughs> and uh, James, when I tell you that it took a turn that I did not expect, oh, uh, that no. would be an understatement. It was the PSN <laughs> turning point. He was like, he was like, oh yeah, yeah. My hands are in my pants, and I'm getting so hard. And I was like, oh <gasps> no. He like straight up really took that turn. He like it was like Jekyll and Hyde. Like he had just been sitting in his mom's basement, waiting, oh, no. waiting, and it was like he didn't miss a beat. He was just like my my hands are on my dick, and you're getting me all hard. And I was like, I'm sorry, <clears throat> I'm sorry, sir. And he's like, how much? How much can I pay you? And I was like, oh, you cannot, you cannot afford me, sir. You cannot afford me. Oh my and, uh, I'm god. I'm gonna hang up the phone now because despite the fact that I have a very high threshold for um for uh sexual jokes i'm like i'm uncomfortable yep yep well especially when you're like sir you are representing the cra right now come come yes <laughs> i'm going to call your manager right trudeau <laughs> i'm calling mr trudeau <laughs> letting him know what kind of animals they have operated who are you recruiting <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a <clears throat> sorry. That's just you know. That's if I can leave your listeners with one thing, it would just be to um, don't bite off more than you can chew. If you're if you're gonna um, play games with the fake CRA agents. <laughs> oh my god! You're welcome everyone. Fuck yeah! Well, Angie, <laughs> one more time. I'm just gonna. We're, I'll 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 wrap up this and then and then and then I'll stop recording. Um, but uh, thank you so much for being on the show. There was this was just such a treat to catch up with you, and uh, I really hope that <laughs> I really hope that you don't get any more CRA phone calls. Me too. Fuck. that's it thank you once more to andrea for coming on the show it was just such a treat chatting with her she's an incredible person and i just wish her all the best in the future um if you liked this episode let the internet know please pull out your phone right now open up your podcast app and give friendless a five-star review if you can do this especially on apple it just helps the show so much it helps raise awareness and it boosts our standings and you know and all the all the analytical stuff i don't understand the names and the words but please it's free it's easy and it helps friendless so so much who doesn't love doing something good and nice for free come on if you want to follow me on social media you can find friendless on all the platforms at friendless pod and you can always follow me my personal accounts um, at unaverage mango on instagram and twitter Next week, I have a super exciting and awesome interview with Chelsea Haberlin, who is an artistic director in Vancouver and also the co-founder of one of my all-time favorite theater companies. So you cannot miss that one. But that's next week. For now, 
Just keep sweet, and I'll catch you next time. Fun and safety, y'all.